Welcome to your personal branding 101 podcast with your host, Professor Nez. Helping you to discover your purpose, communicate your message so you can impact your audience. Online virtual events, summits, and conferences. Why is that important for your personal brand? What does it take to run one and execute one successfully? We've got all that and a whole lot more, Nez Nation. You don't want to miss this. we got a very, very special guest. Come on back. Hello, how's it going, Nez Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Nez Nation Live Personal Branding 101 podcast live stream, especially if you're listening to this on the podcast. We welcome you. Thank you so much for plugging us in your earbuds. If you're new to who I am, I am Professor Nez, your personal branding coach, executive career coach, online business strategist, helping you to discover your purpose, communicate your message so you can impact your audience. Whether that's advancing your career or growing your business, it all starts with mindset. You need to know who you are, identify that unique trait or quality, and then you need to craft a story that helps you reach the world. Come on in, come on in. Please make sure that you uh, share this out. You're gonna wanna share this out with your audience. Let me know how I'm coming into. Good to see you, Luis. Come on in because sharing, as you all know, sharing is caring. I can't wait to bring in this guest and I want to just jump right into it. I don't want to waste any time at all. Um, please make sure that you share this out. Make sure that you smash the smash button as we call it here. That's otherwise the like button. And uh, make sure that you let your people know because this is a gentleman who I have a great respect for. He's been doing phenomenal things in the YouTube space. He's got a YouTube channel called Creator Fundamentals, simplifying YouTube. You talk about brand messaging. Boy, does he have a, a really phenomenal brand message. And, you know, he really gets that across directly. And he's been growing his channel, doing phenomenal things. And we're going to talk about that, but we're also going to talk about his People of Video conference that he just executed in May and what that really entailed, what that, what kind of effort, what did that take to uh, really uh, put that show on and put that conference on? He had an all-star cast of speakers and presenters. And um, in this day and age with everything that's happening, there's a pretty good chance, you know, uh, with the current crisis that you yourself, if you've got some type of in-person summit, or maybe you're a speaker, maybe you're a presenter, we're going to learn whatever it takes and what are the kind of best tips and practices for executing an online summit and an online virtual conference. And I'm just super, super excited to bring him in. So without further ado, I just want to bring in our awesome guest. Please welcome from Creator Fundamentals and the founder of the People of Video Conference, Mr. Dan Courier. Yo, Dan, welcome to the show, brother. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Oh, man. It's great to have you, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you being here. And before we get cooking, Dan, I have so much to ask you myself. Um, do me a favor, if you just don't mind, uh, really briefly, obviously, a lot of people who are watching and a lot of people who uh, tune into our show probably know who you are and they know a lot about your channel. You know, I talk about you a lot and obviously we commiserate in the same circles uh, and conferences, particularly VidSummit. And uh, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, 
and then we'll jump into the questions and 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 get down to business. Uh, well, as you mentioned, I run a YouTube channel called Creator Fundamentals that's all about simplifying YouTube for video creators. Uh, I also do people of video. I consult for other creators that are trying to shorten the learning curve and learn exactly how to do that. Uh, I'm also married, father of two, uh, as well as two rescue uh, dogs that are coming in and out of my studio so <laughs> this is the uh, of going live <laughs> right so just in case i saw, saw one of them brush up against the camera no worries so that won't no be worries but uh, uh but yeah just trying to help other creators uh you know get to where they're trying to go in a shorter amount of time that's awesome that's awesome and you know it's interesting your your backstory uh dan you know you started off with a separate channel correct Yep. And uh, when did you when did you get your start in YouTube? And 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 you know my audience is all about trying to you know elevate their career and advance their online business. Mm -hmm. And obviously crafting a brand. And I I can't think of a better platform out there, uh, you know, than YouTube to really three dimensionalize who you are. I I me, me and Dan were talking earlier, and I've said this many times on the show. I think video personal branding is just a silly phrase. Really, all it really means is just modern communications. If you know how to communicate your message to the world and you really uh, cater that message to the right type of people, you're going to make an impact. And that impact can come in the form of many different byproducts of that. How did you get your start in YouTube, Dan? Why YouTube? And, and, and what can my audience take away from that? I know you started with a, a, a separate channel and then Creator Fundamentals a couple of years ago, if I'm, if I'm not uh, incorrect. I did my due diligence. Um, started to skyrocket. Tell us a little bit about that journey. And then I can't wait to talk about uh, you know, the People of Video Conference. So I originally started a YouTube channel called The Average Dan. That particular channel was the result of me doing things uh, around the house, fixing cars and stuff. And I would go to YouTube and try to find a solution to a problem or figure out how to approach uh, something that I had to repair and couldn't find it. And I decided I would make videos to help the next person who ran into a similar problem. Started doing that a few months into it. Uh, I, you know, had the the opportunity to quote unquote, take YouTube serious and start to learn how things worked. Uh, and upon doing so, I realized that there were uh, what would uh, go on to be referred to me as fundamentals that people could follow that vastly improve the way in which their content is found uh, and, re and received by the viewer and the reaction that they get from those viewers. So that's what uh, um, originally gave me the idea for Creator Fundamentals. I actually started to share some tips on the other channel and realized quickly that was the, the wrong way to do it. <laughs> so I decided to start a YouTube help channel from zero, which obviously came with its own challenges, but uh, here we are today. I love it. And and what have you seen by you know creating this separate channel with your um brand? What have you seen has been the biggest differences? Because you know, I, I, I'm this this question is a little bit loaded because uh you know uh, if you have it, and by the way, I'm gonna leave um Dan's channel link in the description down below in the show notes on the podcast. Uh, you know, I've been following Dan for a while now. We've been friends and colleagues for a while now. Um, this is kind of a loaded question because his last video, which was just beautifully titled why talks about this thing called personal freedom. And so the question that I wanted to ask you was what, what have you garnered? What has been this beautiful sort of, um, result of you going really deep into this new channel? 
Well, I mean, uh, for one thing, discovering that why, understanding exactly what that approach means uh, is is certainly powerful in a number of different ways. I think once you kind of know what your core direction is, it kind of helps you to make uh, decisions that might have otherwise been uh, cloudier or uh, confusing to you. I think once you know why you do stuff, uh, you know, whether that's in, in life or in videos, then you can always fall back to that as kind of your core belief system um, that allows you to, uh, you know, keep the ship pointed in the right direction. Uh, that particular video, the idea of personal freedom is something that uh, I kind of discovered through trying to figure out how I could continually improve on creator fundamentals. And um, I think really getting to the heart of why this stuff is important to me and why it may be important to you out there will really help guide you to where it is that you want to go. Because a lot of people, the reason I, I refer to personal freedom and not financial freedom is because there's a lot of rich people who are miserable. So <laughs> you have to understand yeah. that, you know, find I know out a few of those guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. Uh, understanding what would truly make you happy and then how you can use something like YouTube and creating online content to get you there. Yeah, I remember uh, that's a beautiful statement. I like the way you said that, um, Dan. And when I when I consult with my clients, the one thing I always start with is, what is your objective? What is it that you want? And then let's reverse engineer and figure out how to get there. There's nothing wrong with obviously wanting more money and and things like that. But the thing is, is that people, your audience, can smell that from a million miles away if. Yeah. Everything that comes across in your branding and your especially video marketing uh, and content creation is kind of fragranced with that uh, money, money, money. They can smell that a million miles right. away. For and sure. uh, I love the way you said that. I think it was Jim Carrey. I can't remember who said this, but uh, it might have been. It was some kind of celebrity who said, I wish everybody could have tons of money and tons of stuff. And then they'll see exactly why that's not where it's at. And I just thought that was really powerful because we we have been conditioned in this society. We've been conditioned, you know, uh, that you have to get a degree, which we know is not true anymore. All right. You have to be married, which we know is not true anymore. <laughs> you have to have kids. And it's really interesting to see how this unbelievable platform, which is free, by the way, it just blows my mind that people complain about LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook. It's all free for crying out loud. Yeah. And uh, it just blows my mind that people complain about this when you have this unbelievable entity that is allowing you to share values. I mean, I just, I had a talk with a client yesterday, Dan, and, uh, you know, I, I just, I thought it was absolutely uh, uh, amazing I had a I had a, a talk with this client yesterday, and what we were talking about was the fact that you know um, here you have here you have you know an era now where you can learn more by listening to people like Dan, people people hopefully people like me too, but you could literally if you listen to the right people and consume the right content, you can learn more about business than getting an MBA at Harvard. You literally can't. And guys, I'm a professor as well, even though I'm focusing more on my online businesses now. Uh, I still teach part time, but you know they pay professors jack. So, <laughs> and I and I ain't your average professor either. Um, but but you know it, it's 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 mind boggling. I've been a fan of self education for twenty plus years, and now self education is literally becoming the norm, isn't it, Dan? And I just I, I think that's phenomenal how we can how we can break barriers down 
how we can uh, reach people, you know, blur the geographical lines. And we have this unbelievable uh, platform at our behest. And so kudos to you. Do you mind, Dan, before we get into the people of video, which I want to talk about that. Hey, Matthew, good to see you. Hey, guys, if you have any questions uh, for our awesome guest or myself, please let me know in the comments down below. Himanshu on LinkedIn. That's a really long question. Why? I want to ask, why is it necessary to introduce ourselves in English language during an interview? Uh, I'll come back to that, Himanshu. I'll come back to that. Thank you so much. If you could maybe give me a little bit more clarification, just shorten that up just a teeny bit, Himanshu. I'll really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you, Matthew. Good to see you. What would you say, uh, Dan, you know, just really briefly, um, you know, what would you say right now, somebody watching and listening to this, if they're like, you know, YouTube just seems like one of those things that teenagers do. YouTube just, do I have to be one of these people who does outlandish things like the Jake Paulers or the, you know, you, you see a lot of these YouTubers in the news and, and sometimes it's not maybe the most favorable or the most positive reasons, right? If, if a professional, an executive is like, why do I need YouTube? And, and how can I even go about getting things cooking? What would you tell that individual? What would you tell my audience, which is pr predominantly professionals uh, and people looking to grow their brand? What would you say are some best kind of, you know, just fundamentals, right? If you will, to get things going. Well, I think, you know, especially for somebody who's already in the professional space, uh, the the idea of having that personal brand and being able to, um, you know, build your own community, your own followers on whatever topic that it is that you are trying to cover to cover offers you so many additional opportunities, uh, you know, whether they are professionals who are still technically working for someone else. Um, you know, that personal freedom thing comes into mind with, you know, take everything that you've learned in the, the corporate world or, you know, through your nine to five job and, and either leverage that or go into another direction. Not everybody who is highly successful in, in the professional world ended up where they are, you know, in a field that they're truly passionate about. It was kind of like, oh, you're supposed to be a doctor. You're supposed to be a lawyer, uh, whatever the case is. Uh, you know, I've heard from countless lawyers who have stopped being attorneys or, or, you know, that kind of thing in their, their professional field, uh, because they've chased another passion. Yeah. Uh, you know, in a lot of cases that, that the idea that everybody on YouTube is just some kid who picked up a phone is just so far from the truth. There are people from, you know, all walks of life, uh, every age group that are quietly changing their lives for the better, by making content, developing an audience and brand and doing what they're truly passionate about. I love it. And, and you know, it's so funny too, Dan is, you know, you and I are in our middle age, right? I won't, I won't say the specific word, but me and Dan are probably around the same age, <laughs> but uh, no, we're not giving away numbers here. <laughs> it's funny when you reach post 40, you're kind of like, I'm not telling you how old I am, man, get away from me. <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, I, I, it's so interesting that, that people have this misnomer and guys, please pay close attention to this. They have this uh, idea that this is a young person's game only. It's, it couldn't be further from the truth. Right, Dan? Yeah. I mean, there's like, I, I didn't start YouTube until I was almost 40. So, I mean, amazing. Yeah. I, I, it's, there's plenty of opportunity. And in fact, 
that there are some advantages to starting later. I mean, obviously I wish I could have done this starting from 18, but I wouldn't have all the <laughs> life, the life experience that pointed me in the direction uh, exactly. that gave me the confidence to not look at somebody's subscriber account and value my own potential because they were bigger to me. That was just because they started first. So uh, I think, you know, life does give us uh, some valuable lessons and uh, you know, it, it can add to our confidence and let us understand that we've been through, you know, other things in the corporate world or wherever, and we can certainly handle this. It's just a matter uh, you know, when I talk about fundamentals, it's taking any challenge or problem, breaking it down to its most simple uh, form and pieces and working your way through each run, one until you uh, get to your goal. And I would, I would compound that if I may, Dan, uh, love what you just said. I would compound that with, look, Yes, I mean, being you can you can start YouTube officially. I think you can have a channel post fourteen. You have to be fourteen or thirteen. Is that right, Dan? Uh, I don't think you're allowed to be on the platform under thirteen. Under so, thirteen. Yeah. Okay. So so yes, you can be a young person and you can start a YouTube channel. But here's the beautiful thing about my post thirty, post forty peeps, and I think Dan will piggyback on this and 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 confirm this. You have a treasure trove of experience residing in your noggin residing in your chest. You have a reservoir of not only professional experience, but personal experience. Crafting a message and a story that can actually help inform, inspire, hopefully entertain at the same time, because you want it to be interesting. You don't want it to be boring. Um, it's, it's, I think, if anything, if we were going to categorize it, is it's maybe an older person's game, to be honest with you. I, I really do p uh, believe that. I think that the post-30-year-olds, the post-40-year-olds can really make the most out of these platforms, maybe even more so than my younger peeps. No offense to my younger peeps. I love you to death. But I mean, if there was a you know binary dichotomy, I would say you know it's more so leaning on the post-40. So love what you just said, Dan. I have a great question from Luis here, if I may. Hey, Chris, good to see you. What is the one lesson, Luis, thank you so much for being here. Uh, what is the one lesson you have learned being a content creator that has impacted your life? What is the one lesson? I love this. This is fantastic. Ooh, that's, a, that's a deep one. Yeah, it is. Uh, so the biggest thing that I... We have deep people here on Nez Nation, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> the... <you> <laughs> Here's the thing. I see so many people out there that are so consumed with growth and rate and trying to outdo their counterparts that one of the biggest things that that I say that I remind myself and my audience is to be kind to yourself. Don't create or recreate a horrible work environment to, quote unquote, get where you want to go uh, if the idea is to build your personal freedom to understand exactly what it is that will make your life better. And sometimes we get lost in the details and or the competition. And we're like, why is that channel growing faster than mine? And how come they're resonating and I'm not? Why did that person become an overnight success? Obviously, consistency, persistence, patience, they're all uh, really valuable. But being kind to yourself and understanding that it is okay if you have a day where you're not quite feeling it. Uh, usually that shows up on camera anyway. So take that day for yourself and then come back stronger the next day. I think that that it's we're dealing in such a marathon uh, of an objective. This is not, um, you know, something that's going to happen overnight. Uh, so you really want to have that long term perspective. One of the things that uh, uh, I share is 
uh, long-term goals, short-term action, you know, breaking things down into little pieces when you're doing stuff, but have that long-term, you know, eyes on the prize and realize that that one day, or you need to not make a video today is not going to be the, the end of your channel or your brand. I, I say this to clients, Dan, and I'd love your thoughts on this. I say, don't ever sacrifice quality for quantity. Because so many people, you know, and I know you you say this probably, Dan, too, and a lot of people do, and I say it too. You have to be consistent. Right. But that consistency, correct me if I'm wrong, Dan, because I defer to you. Consistency should be customized to your own kind of intrinsic values and capacity. What do you think about that, Dan? Yeah, I certainly think when it comes to consistency, it's not about, you know, put, dropping a video every day or anything like that. It's more right. about finding a schedule that works with your real world life uh, and trying to stick to that as much as possible. In terms of the way that I approach quality versus quantity yeah. is I try to eliminate as many steps in the process as possible so the quality is just integrated into the process. So oh, interesting. Um, you know, identifying a a place like I have here in this tiny little corner in my house that looks great on camera, but it's just like a storage room. You, <laughs> you wouldn't know. Um, you know, the fact that I can see a freezer behind my camera, you know, it's <laughs> doing things like this improve your quality and they help you to they help you on the quantity front. Also, because everything's set up, you know, making your process as efficient as possible is going to really help you be able to sit down in a shorter amount of time and still put out quality, which could in turn help you on the quantity side as well, because there aren't 50 steps to put out a video. Oh man, that's well said. And I got to say, Mr. D Nimmin is in the house. Good to see you, D. What's going on, D? Come on in. Come on in. Fantastic. Make sure you share this out, please. We would love that. Good to see you, D. Um, I think every studio needs to have a freezer. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I think that should be mandatory. <laughs> okay, let's jump into because this is this is the meat and potatoes here. And thank you so much, Dan. I love it. I think that what we just talked about has a lot of resonance and relevancy, not only to the mission statement of our Nez Nation family here, bringing more humanness to this digitalness, but also um, it's going to really relate to putting on a conference and putting on an online uh, uh, virtual um, event, and so. Tell us a little bit, because I was blown away. This is just fantastic. I mean, putting on a conference, putting on an event, how did that idea even formulate in your mind? Where did you get the audacity, Dan Courier, to say, I can put on a video event and then not only put one on, but you put a badass, kick-ass one on at that. Where did that even conception come from? How did you get that feeling like, you know what, I'm going to do this? Well, Thanks for one for saying that. I appreciate it. Oh, you're um, the so a couple different conversations uh, had taken place. I actually meet with a group of creators down in New York City called the New York City Video Mastermind with uh, Dan Norton uh, and Jay Liebs and uh, uh, you do it, John DeStefano. Yep, and uh, a bunch of great guys that that we meet down there. And the conversation has always been about trying to you know or at least in my mind is there's not really a major event for content creators here on the East coast. So it was really more, uh, you know, somewhat, uh, um, 
uh, greedy, I guess, on my part to want to have something on this side, uh, because the reality is all kinds of stuff happens out on the West Coast. There's a, you know, it's a, a thriving, VidCon, right. yeah, you know, VidCon, Vid Summit, all of those social media marketing world. That's right. That's uh, right. And I had got to the point where I'm like, oh, maybe I'll try to get to a couple different conferences in a year as the channel's grown and, and giving me the opportunity to do that. And it's just a lot. It's a lot of my family to leave for a week and go. And oh, yeah. so I'm like, hey, you know, why don't we do it on this side uh, of the of the country? And at first, you know, there were times that I'm like, am I do I really want to step in this? Um, <laughs> you know, because it, there is a lot. There's a lot involved. And I, I planned, can't even imagine. I started the idea a year over a year before it was scheduled to to be on. And I spent 10 months. Yeah, about 10 months planning the in-person event um, and getting everything in line for that, uh, which is all kinds of challenges. And then obviously, given the coronavirus and everything we had to deal with, I had to pivot in the last two months and turn it to an online event. Mm. And one of the biggest uh, motivational factors for me with people of video, and as the tagline says, it's about making human connections because I thoroughly believe in the value of face-to-face uh, you know, the opportunity to meet face to face and develop the relationships, I think, in all things in business lead to uh, uh, or originate from those human interactions and those human connections. Yeah. And I had planned the event and I was actually at Social Media Marketing World. And I think I believe it was Mark Schaefer who gave a keynote about the future or the changes in marketing. Um, and he just kind of reemphasized uh, what I had already believed, which is, you know, the the next iteration of marketing is really those individual relationships. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, that, you know, people, it, we really need to focus on people. And that's how the, the, the conference became known as people of video. I actually came up with the name at that keynote. Love it. Um, so, you know, then that set the, the course and yeah. And it, again, it's trying to. Uh, you know, I've been an analyst my whole life in my professional career and what I do. And it was just, okay, don't get overwhelmed by this, this elephant in the room. You know, how does a mouse eat an elephant one bite at a time <laughs> and just break things down into pieces? You know, I'm like, okay, well, I got to figure out stage. How does the stage work? Uh, you know, who do I get a stage from? Do I rent it? Do I buy it? All these different things. And then I would move to all the different aspects that, uh, that were part of the process. And obviously when we went to online, um, the online event, those types of questions change. It's like, okay, I need a venue. I need, which is a platform online. Who am I going to use? Well, we had the opportunity through relationships that we had that one of the sponsors was Uscreen and they are actually a video platform. So um, that took care of that to a certain degree. And the biggest thing that I did that probably helped that be the best that it could was to realize that I wasn't going to be able to do everything and I immediately outsourced. So I reached out to you screen. I said, who's a good developer that can customize your platform for what I need? Nice. They, gave, they gave me a name, I, I handed that off and then I worked on the next the next challenge. Um, and that that was very, very valuable. Oh man, that's, that's awesome. It's almost, you know, to me, I, I, I it, it kind of, I liken it to something that I, I, you know, tend to say a lot, which is, not only not only business, but life is adaptation times infinity. Um, you have to constantly be adapting in this right. game, y'all. And everybody paying it. And Dan exemplifies this. I mean, look at this. He saw, and really, it's supply and demand, isn't it? I mean, you have all these amazing conferences on the West Coast, right? Uh, you know, and he saw a demand, a need, and he filled that vacancy. And he didn't just say, "Hey, let me find a conference." He said, "I'm going to create one." I mean, look at that. That is taking the initiative. That is, and 
what would you say, Dan? I mean, kudos to you, sir. I think this is fantastic. Good to see you, Gord. Thank you for uh, for joining us. Um, uh, Gord had a really great comment. He said, um, Dan did a great job to make people a video happen, and he managed to get a superb set of speakers. I second that. Absolutely. Um, how, what I was going to ask you, Dan, is, is how, what, what do you think putting on a virtual event, uh, putting on an online uh, conference, what do you think is the benefit? What is the, what are some of the, because obviously, you know, and you mentioned it earlier, you said connecting with people in real time. I mean, I first met Dan at VidSummit back in 20, I think it was 17 or 16. So. Yeah, I, I can't even remember. It was a long time ago. I met Gord at VidSummit. I met Dee and Nick, uh, obviously great people um, that we've connected with and that we've, uh, you know, cut Ross Brand. You know, we did a podcast together after meeting at uh, at VidSummit. You know, we created amazing content that we still get. You know, even though that podcast, we don't continue that podcast, it still gets amazing reviews and amazing comments. Um, what do you think is the benefit? Uh, what would you say to my audience, Dan? Say, hey, if, you, if you're thinking about doing something like this, especially online, given the fact that, you know, we've had a lot of protests, we've, had, we've been starting to reopen the country, but there's also this fear, which is probably justified, that there could be another surge and a potential, oh, I hope not, knock on wood. Let me knock on my brain here. <laughs> knock on wood. There could be a potential second shutdown. What would you say is like, hey, if you want to do this, if you want to put this on, this is why, because why is important. This is why I think you should do it. What would you say to that? Well, I mean, with all the things that you just mentioned, I think it's it's an amazing uh, opportunity or a silver lining in that people are especially starved for that interaction. Um, and if you do a virtual conference the right way, you're able to provide that to them. One of the biggest things, probably the most biggest positive feedback that I've received from people of video is the networking event that we did as part of the conference where nice. we had 43 people in a zoom call and we were doing breakout sessions and allowing everybody to get into small groups and interact with each other, meet each other, learn about everybody. And, uh, you know, it was a great way to get us as close to those hallway conversations as possible, but it even went a step further because it was actually, you know, it, a lot of us are introverts. We're not going to walk up to a random crowd of people and start having a conversation. We were able to grab five people at a time, put them in a room to give everybody each or give each person a minute to kind of say who they are and what they do. And just real quick, this particular idea was something that I adapted uh, right before uh, coronavirus hit, I spoke down at PodFest in Florida. Nice. And it was actually kind of a roundtable thing that they did. It was kind of like speed dating for networking. Um, and I'm like, oh, I could make this work with breakout sessions and a Zoom call. So um, we, I actually adapted that concept to the online world and gave everybody an opportunity. And then we, we basically throw everybody out, five people at a time, bring them back in, randomize it, send people back out. And it gave people the opportunity to actually meet other attendees of people of video, even though we were all at home. Connection, networking, like-minded people, surrounding yourself with people who are going through the same thing, maybe even been there before you. You mentioned that in your in your videos, uh, uh, Dan, and I've been doing my due diligence on you. And obviously I'm a fan. 
but what what is the value of surrounding yourself with like-minded people? What is the value of being around individuals, creators, uh, online business owners, content creators, live streamers, podcasters that have been there before you? What would you say? What would you say is the is the big takeaway and why that's so important? Because you know, we go to Vid Summit. We love Vid Summit. Um, we go to Social Media Marketing World. We go to all these different conferences. You putting this conference on yourself, how has that kind of blended into this philosophy of surrounding yourself with these individuals and these awesome creators and awesome people? You know, they, they say that a person is the product of the five people they spend the most time with. Yes. Uh, and we all know as creators that very rarely do we sit down around the dinner table and have a conversation about YouTube with our family. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, they don't get it. They don't understand it. They don't understand the struggles or the opportunity. And that's fine. Right. Uh, but the opportunity to, you know, before I came up with my own conference, I always encouraged people to, uh, you know, take that leap, take that risk and actually go to a conference. See what it's like when you're in a room filled with people who are all trying to achieve what you're trying to achieve. Not only is it just an emotional, uh, um, you know, spike or uh, feeling to to know that hey, there's a lot of people here that all share my beliefs and what I'm trying to accomplish. But you're also surrounded by people who've already done a lot of the things that you want to do. Uh, I remember at Vid Summit in 2017 you know, standing in a group of people and they're like, oh, well, how big is your mailing list? And I'm over there going, what's a mailing list? <laughs> you know, and it it's, there's just so much opportunity. And when you have those, th that networking, you can ask those questions. It's, it's natural. You can get, you know, advice and tips from people who have uh, already done the thing you're trying to do. And it just, it, it saves you. It saves you a ton of time. You make lifelong relationships with these people. Um, you know, another example, Dale, uh, uh, Dale Roberts, who I met at, in person at, in VidSummit 2017, Love Dale. Love Dale. um, with no intentions other than, Hey, just, uh, two people who, you know, appreciate you, uh, get along with each other and that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, fast forward to this year and he was the, the MC for people of video and he'll be the Love MC it. next year. Oh, that's awesome. Um, you know, and it just. Nobody had, he, he didn't like, oh, I'm going to go talk to this guy because maybe he'll someday throw a conference, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, he's over there crushing it, doing his thing. And we just developed that relationship. And over the years that, you know, um, those kind of things develop. I like to look at it each time you meet somebody or, you know, uh, you create those connections. It's like planting seeds. Not all of them are going to grow, but the more seeds you plant, the more opportunities are going to present themselves to you. Yeah. And I love what you said about relating to the journey. I mean, it is, I mean, some people are like, dude, you're in your mid forties. What are you doing on YouTube? Right. I get that all the time. I mean, especially from people who have no concept, who have no idea about what this is all about. And like, I love what you just said, like putting on a live stream show that has any, you know, bit of, just even a molecule of production value and making sure that it's coming across. Okay. Like creating the graphics, creating the banners, creating the marketing, like people have zero clue. I love what you said, Dan, when you said the people that you meet, you know, the people that you collaborate with who can empathize with your journey, who can resonate with your journey. They understand your kids, your wife, your husband, whatever, they might not get it all the time. And sometimes maybe even, 
particularly in my case, sometimes, you know, even though I love my wife, sometimes it can sometimes be annoying. Like, what are you doing? Hold up in that, <laughs> in that office yeah. of yours, creating videos all the time. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, I love the way you said that that is, that is so important for us as creators. Um, which is why I was so happy to be a part of the video creators on the East coast. Uh, some of those kind of zoom calls and live stream calls, uh, it was just, it was like a breath of fresh air. I felt like I could breathe. You totally get why it stinks when my live stream, you know, technical quality goes to crap. You get what it takes when I forget to push the record button. And I've been talking for 20 minutes. Right. <laughs> like or I, like I, I did yesterday where our power reset and it turned off my mic and I recorded a whole video without a mic. Yeah. Oh my thing. gosh. And, and, you know, and people on the outside are going, Oh, boo hoo. But it's like, yeah. you know, you put all this effort, you put all this energy and it's like these little things. And also I think, wouldn't you agree, Dan, that we can connect more almost on those trials and tribulations more so perhaps than the successes. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, uh, I'm not diminishing success, but it's interesting that how struggles like very similar struggles and very similar challenges we can laugh about it. it. It almost enhances that connectivity, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I think for sure that people, uh, you know, will always develop a closer relationship when they have gone through some type of adversity together. You know, whether it's, you know, training for a race or being on a, a, a you know, I played baseball in college and it's not so much you remember playing the games together. It's getting up every morning and running two miles or doing those kind of things. It's those the work, that effort that you put in, uh, you know, together or that you can relate to each other um, based on, I think is what, you know, really ties a lot of relationships together. Yeah. Fantastic. Hey, Dan, I want to ask you this. And by the way, guys, uh, I'm going to leave links, not only to the people of video uh, um, and Dan, I'm going to obviously give you the floor at the end so you can share. I'm going to leave links not only so you can sign up for the people of video and leave links on how you can connect with Dan in the description in the show notes down below. So please make sure that you check that out. Uh, it's so good. Thank you so much, Scully. Thank you, D. Thank you, Luis. Thank you so much, Chris. Love seeing you guys. Please uh, uh, make sure if you have any questions for our awesome guest, we're going to be on here for another 15, 20 minutes or so, maybe less, but uh, please leave your questions and comments down below. So Dan, um, when you transitioned into online, so mm -hmm. you had it all pretty much set up for a physical encounter. And I'm, and I'm assuming next year, barring any kind of emergencies, obviously, and any state guidelines that you can't <laughs> circumvent, you're going to have this thing in person. Um, that's the what, goal. Yeah, that's the goal. Exactly. What would you say to, what would you say to people right now? Like if you want to do this, if you want to put on an online event, if you want to put on your very own conference, your very own summit, what have you bringing like-minded people together so that you can network what are some of the mistakes or maybe some of the challenges that you overcame that maybe you can share with our audience uh, so that they can avoid making those same uh, uh, mishaps? What would you say are some of the big ones? So a couple things, and especially in our situation where we started as an in-person event and there's nothing to say that a similar situation doesn't revisit us in the future is that I was very conservative about the way in which I planned to the point where I was very attuned to the cancellation policies of the different vendors that I chose. Um, I heard hor horror stories. Uh, I think it was, it might've been Pat Flynn or somebody who had had to work really hard to get like $60,000 back from a venue. 
um, because a lot of, uh, you know, just a little, uh, little detail thing, they have like a force majeure policy or note in their policy that basically says that companies aren't responsible for, you know, acts of God or et cetera, um, which basically these kind of things aren't covered and you would p- still potentially be liable for the money that, wow. that you put in. They'll, they'll be like, Hey, it's not our fault. We're keeping your money. So it's really important that you're aware of those things when you make agreements with vendors so you don't find yourself in a situation where you can't have an event and you lost the money that you gave to them. Wow. Um, That is scary. Yeah. So uh, we were very fortunate. There were only a couple vendors that we had to get a little more creative with uh, to kind of redirect that money to next year. Um, But uh, that was certainly a a major thing. And... um, You know, I think that obviously going forward, we've all experienced this now. This really has to be part of your your planning, your planning process if you're going to do the in-person event. Um, In terms of mistakes on the, you know, the online side, probably the biggest challenge, the the hardest thing to do for a lot of these things, uh, you know, events is to sell tickets. Um, Interesting. like, Like it's 50 times more difficult than any of the planning. Um, and it's not just something where you can simply make an ad and throw money at it. You can definitely throw money at it and spend a lot of money, but Mm. a lot of times, uh, ads don't convert the way you would hope they would. Um, you know, and then you're left in a position, okay, well, do I hire an ad agency? How much is that going to cost? Are they actually going to get results? Can I even, you know, I'm assuming they're going to get paid whether they get results or not. Right. You know, so the money side of things is probably the the highest stress point. And actually, because I was at the point, I'm like, I'll pay you if you can be effective. Just, right. But how do Just you do effective. <laughs> Yeah. How do you determine that? Very right. few agencies are going to, you know, only get paid if, if, you know, you sell tickets. So, um, you know, that's probably the, the biggest thing. And, and I was conservative just, uh, you know, I had no idea any of this stuff was coming. My thought is it's your very first time doing it. Don't go crazy. Don't try to be the best. Like when you start on YouTube, don't try to be PewDiePie or some hugely successful YouTube, stay in your lane, get the kind of proof, proof of, uh, um, you know, proof of concept by having perhaps a smaller, more conservative event where you get all of the logistics down and you know how they work. And then the the following year, you're in a position where you can go, okay, I have everything set up logistically. I can just scale the different branches of that and have a bigger conference. So uh, my biggest thing is to, to try to approach a conservative you're not going to account for every mistake or, um, or every unforeseen uh, situation that may arise. So give yourself a little bit of room uh, to, to be able to compensate for those when they show up. Yeah. Well said. I mean, there's, there's, there's gonna be, there's bound to be problems. There's bound to be challenges. And Mm -hmm. again, adaptation times infinity. Um, If you have that mindset, it's just really about mindset, isn't it, Dan? Have those expectations be, don't be so difficult and hard on yourself. I know that's hard to manage because we are our worst critic most times, but yeah. um, uh, Allowing for that flexibility that things are, I mean, you know, nobody could have predicted, you know, COVID nobody. Right. Could have. I mean, uh, you know, uh, it's just, uh, you know, these are the things that happen. Right. And, and we have to do the best that we can. I think you did an amazing job. What are, what are some of the things that you're going to do next year, Dan, that you learn from this conference 
that you want to share with our audience? Like, this is what we're going to be doing differently, or this is what we're going to be adding or enhancing, anything like that? Um, in terms of specifics, since we didn't really get to do a lot of the things we were planning, yeah. <laughs> um, that, uh, you know, we will probably implement some of the ideas. We had a, a variety of different ideas and we had, um, all kinds of things from, okay, if we're going to have extracurricular activities above and beyond the education, do we hold it on site? Do we hold it off site? Um, we had, you know, last year we had opportunities to kind of get everybody out of the venue and go have some fun and do some things just for that, uh, you know, community building, networking, that kind of thing. Uh, we're going to explore the different options that are available. I know while we were planning for that last, uh, for the last one, the, the place we were going to use closed. <laughs> so, wow. uh, you never really know. Um, you know, it's like, I'm very much a firm believer of hurry up and wait where you get stuff done <laughs> as quickly as possible. Right. Um, but then you have no control over all the changes that happen around you. So yeah. uh, hurry up and wait, but ensure that you have a plan B when things beyond your control change your plans. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, I mean the goal, the, again, understanding your why people of video, the why is to make human connections. And that yes. is, yes, there's going to be a very you know, uh, significant educational piece to that. But I believe the value that people are going to pull away from being at people of video in person in 2021 are going to be the amazing people that they meet. Is there any tips or any strategies for inviting uh, presenters and speakers that you could share? Because uh, a lot of my audience, some of my people are like, yeah, I want to put on a conference. Yeah, I want to put on a virtual summit. How do I reach out to some of these influencers, some of these, you know, speakers that you know, are maybe in high demand or presenters that are in high demand. Is there any strategy that you implemented that really worked well, or maybe something you could share that, Hey, I tried this and this did not work out at all. Or what was your philosophy for reaching out to certain people? So I had, uh, which in hindsight was probably more of a mental block than anything else. Um, because people, every person has their own motivations to do or not do certain things. When I first started looking for people, for people of video, um, I was looking for East coast creators, uh, because I wanted to me in my mind, one of the stumbling blocks was, was getting people to travel cross country. Oh yeah. The that's whole a big, that's big. The whole purpose that uh, the whole reason that I was having this was because, Hey, I didn't want people to travel cross country. Right. So I started trying to tap into people that I knew on the East coast. And as it developed, um, you know, I had a, a bunch of amazing people that I had developed relationships with. Uh, you know, I had what was a, I think a Facebook message, um, on, uh, you know, with Nick Nimmin, I'm like, Hey, if you're going to be in the country, <laughs> <laughs> Would you be interested in, uh, in speaking to people of video and, right. uh, you know, it just, it, it worked out and he was, and, and he was on board and, um, you know, I reached out to some people, you know, from the New York city video mastermind, Ross brand, uh, Eddie Garrison. Yes. Um, and just it, it, I really tapped into the relationships that I had or that I had developed through those personal connections. So it's not yeah. just a, it's not a tagline. It has proven fruitful for me and what I'm trying to do. So I really tried to, to, to use that and go out and, and talk to people and, and, and do that kind of thing. And then, yeah. And then there were other people who expressed interest that I didn't, you know, that were the, on the West coast or wherever. And it just kind of, it kind of evolved. I actually got to the point, which I never expected when it started. 
I had way too many speakers for the time. Oh, that's a great problem to have. It is, <laughs> and, but it becomes a logistical nightmare where you have two days and you have, I'm like, okay, well, we'll start at nine. No, we have to start at eight. Hey, can we start at seven? Because it was literally everybody that we had kind of put out feelers to started coming back and, and, and saying, yes. That's awesome. Um, and it was and it, a like, testament to you. That's a testament yeah. to your brand. That's a testament to your integrity and listen to what he just said, Nez Nation. I don't mean to interject and I want to hear more from you, but, but what you just said was so interesting is that you based it upon you, you were able to piggyback on the beautiful relationships that you created on the networking. You were able to fuel your conference with people that you built long-term uh, you know, relationships. And when I say long-term, it doesn't have to be necessarily years and years and years, but just like-minded people, creators, awesome podcasters, live streamers, people who've been in the game, people who run businesses, uh, especially in the video space. Uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's exactly the right way to do it. Just be human, like what you did with Nick. And Nick is such a I mean, just a soul brother, you know, I've had Nick on the show several times and, and, and I've known Nick for a long time. He helped me with a ton of my branding on my YouTube channel. I actually hired him five, four years ago. Uh, and so, uh, you know, just reaching out to people like that through Messenger mm -hmm. is sometimes the best way, isn't it? Not really having an, a, an official letterhead. I'm sure you probably had something like that too, right, Dan? Or did you just do it very impersonally? Um, so I had, I think... Probably not as formal as letterhead because a lot of it was email communication. Um, right, right. But yeah, I mean, everybody was just, I, uh, somebody who helped me greatly and people of video, her name is Natalie Lynn. Um, you know, that was another thing, understanding that you can't do this alone. And she was also somebody that I met um, through VidSummit, I believe is where I met her in person. Look at that. Um, and she helped me throughout the year working with sponsors and doing other things. And she put together kind of our, our packet that expressed our value to sponsors when we were putting those together. Um, and then she, you know, through connections, people that I, uh, you know, there were a couple of speakers that I originally wasn't as familiar with, um, that she reached out to and they came back and, and they were amazing additions like, uh, to the conference. So it, it's, um, yeah, I, it, it, it couldn't have gone, <laughs> it couldn't have gone any better. And I uh, thought it was fantastic. Uh, yeah. I, th I think you did a really, really great job and uh, that's just uh, kudos to you and your team. I think that's fantastic. And I hope that uh, next year uh, I'm sure is going to be a million times better. I think Scully brings a uh, great point up Scully's house of thrillers. Good to see you, Scully. Thank you so much for, for uh, uh, really livening up the chat. Scully says, uh, I think the first year is the hardest year uh, for a summit. Yeah. And, 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 and isn't, isn't that the truth with a lot of things, right? Like I can't wait to see how this thing evolves, Dan. I think it's going to be a really beautiful evolution. And uh, you know, if you ever need me, I'm happy to be a part of it. I would love to be a part of it. Uh, I'm just a big fan of yours. And so um, yeah. Yeah. And, and Scully says, yeah. How do you reach out for, for speakers? Yeah. We just talked about that. Fantastic. Um, Dan, I want to give you the floor so you can let people know uh, about uh, where they can reach you, how they can be a part of this often awesome conference. How could they can be a part of your brand and get more uh, insane value from you. But before I do, I just want to say thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for uh, being a part of our show. This is going to be on the podcast and on our YouTube channel, uh, as well as other places too. Uh, and uh, this has been a real eye-opening, enlightening session. And and I think it's uh, I think it's important, specifically with the landscape right now, 
um, particularly online events. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people are, you know, it's interesting. A lot of speakers, I'm a, I'm a professional speaker too. I get paid to speak and, and, and a lot of my events got canceled, which is fine. I, um, I'm, I understand what's going on and this is important. I think people having to transition and maybe even potentially I'm knocking on wood. I don't want people a video. I want people a video to be in person, but you know, maybe potentially even in the future, some of these uh, in-person events having to transition. So I appreciate you sharing that information and sharing that value. Why don't you tell our Nez Nation audience, if you don't mind, Dan, tell everybody where they can reach you. I'm going to give you the the kind of floor and then I'll do my last uh, sign off. Uh, where can people find you and where can people uh, reach reach out to you? So you can find me, of course, on YouTube at youtube.com slash creator fundamentals. If you're looking for content that simplifies YouTube. Also, one of the things we're trying to do between people of video events is POV Society. That's at povsociety.com. That's actually a monthly networking and mastermind for content creators to get together and kind of share those war stories and help each other grow on the platform. So POV Society, peopleofvideo.com, of course, is going to lead uh, to what we have. Uh, set up from last year with replays. And we're also uh, working to plan this coming year's events. We've had some uh, recent changes we've been made, made aware of that we've got to, to figure out exactly what the firm date is for 2021, what we'll have that out soon. Uh, and of course, you can find me on Facebook under Creator Fundamentals or People of Video as well. And go check out his channel too. And I'll, and by the way, uh, I'll leave links obviously to everything in the description that Dan is uh, referring to. Um, but yeah, for podcast listeners, you just heard it right there. And obviously I'll leave that in the show notes as well. Any final thoughts, Dan, any final uh, kind of takeaways before we get out of here that you want to share with our awesome Nez Nation audience about online events, online conferences, or in-person conferences, doesn't really matter. Any kind of event uh, you know, any final thoughts? So I'll, I'll leave that to you, sir. You know, I, I, while I was planning this event, the biggest thing that stuck in my head uh, is an expression. I don't know who said it or when they said it, but uh, it's that success starts just outside your com uh, comfort zone. And uh, in no way, shape or form was I comfortable holding my own conference, but I believed in myself and the ability to be able to execute on it. And I just kept pushing forward through the uncertainty. And as long as you keep moving forward, uh, you'll get to your destination. As Winston Churchill once said, if you find yourself going through hell, just keep going. And I, I, I think that, Dan, you are uh, an amazing creator, an amazing individual, providing a ton of inspiration and value to people. And I commend you, sir. And I really, really appreciate you being on the show, Dan. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, get those Congrats. dogs and go, go, go hit that freezer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll talk soon. Okay, sir. Thank you so much for being here, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Take care. Hey guys, that was a awesome show. Uh, awesome, awesome um, guest there. Dan Courier from Creator Fundamentals. As I said before, I'll leave uh, links and I'll leave uh, everything in the show notes in the description down below. I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much to everybody who joined us. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Scully. Thank you, Louise. Thank you, D, for being here. Really, really appreciate that. That means a lot to me. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, this is a show. Don't forget, guys, this is a podcast show where we're helping you to discover your purpose, communicate your message so that you can impact your audience, whether that's advancing your career 
or growing your online business. It's all about identifying what it is that you can bring to the table. How can you help people? How can you provide value? And then you need to craft a very specific message, specific message so people can understand you. So they can know, well, who is Dan Courier? Who is Dean Nibben? Who is Scully? Who is Professor Nez? Who is Luis? People have to understand this. And so communication, personal branding is just communication. That's all it is. You need to learn how to communicate, identify that and understand and learn from people who've been there before you. I've attended these conferences and I hope to be a part of people of video. Uh, it would be, a, it would be fantastic to be a part of that. And so uh, I just really, really appreciate it. And I, and I hope you got a ton of value. Make sure you smash the smash button. Please share this out and uh, we will see you on the next video. By the way, before I go, we've got a ton of videos ton of playlists on my YouTube channel and at professornez.com forward slash videos, all about mindset and messaging, understanding who you are and crafting that story so you can reach more people. I love you. Love you. Love you guys. Nez Nation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. It means the absolute world to me. I'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Hey guys, I'm so appreciative and I just want to say a huge thank you for listening to our podcast. It means so much to me. We work so hard to bring you the best topics, to bring you the best advice, the best tutorials, the best teachings, helping you to build your standout personal brand so you can earn more, grow faster, and stress less. If you're interested in joining us on the live stream chat, this would really, really mean a lot to me. I would love to see you there. I've been live streaming since 2015 on social media, started off on Periscope, and I've done over a thousand broadcasts, and I love the transition to podcasting that I made a couple of years ago. Um, I'm still a huge live video lover and nut job, as I kind of affectionately call myself, and I'd love to see you there. So the best way to do that right now, we don't have a set schedule uh, for going live, I apologize. Uh, just time, circumstances, and my business, and all my other uh, responsibilities and obligations kind of prevent that, but I try to go live as much as possible. So what I'd love for you to do is I'd love for you to go to LinkedIn and follow my LinkedIn page. Just click the follow button, go to uh, linkedin.com, uh, and then just search for Professor Nez, and you'll see me. Um, also, I would like for you to subscribe to our YouTube channel because we go live on YouTube a lot as well. Um, you could also follow me on Twitter at Professor Nez because we go live on Twitter Live, aka Periscope. And so I would just love to see you guys there. We have an amazing, amazing Nez Nation audience filled with podcasters, business owners, live streamers, content creators, coaches, trainers, consultants. I mean, you name it, we've got this awesome community of people coming together, bringing more humanness to this digitalness, and I would love, love to see you there. Again, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. Love you guys. If you could leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, that would mean the most to me. And let me know. Also, feel free to leave comments on the live stream posts on LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. And let me know what kind of topics are burning in your chest. 
Hey, Nez, I want to learn more about social media marketing. Hey, Nez, I want to learn more about how to circumvent time management, anxiety, depression, being an entrepreneur. Hey, Nez, I want to learn more about building a personal brand. I want to learn more about building content. Whatever it is, if it's related to mindset and messaging, hell, even if it's not related to that, if there's something you want me to talk about, something you even want to reach out to me about, feel free to please leave those comments. I'm happy to oblige. I want to serve you guys as best as I can. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll see you next time.